studio with another episode of Pure Speculation from StruggleState.com. I'm your host, Zach Hayes, joined by my co-host, Phil Hayes. Yo, yo. And today's article is titled, As $600 a week, jobless aid nears end, Congress faces a quandary, and we are in the thick of this right now. This is the article from the Wall Street Journal, and what has been discussed in length by Congress is what is going to happen next as some 25 million Americans are set to lose $600 a week in federal unemployment benefits at the end of this month. And we are right at the end of July here as we record this. Um, And right now there is nothing in place. There has been no agreement. And we all know whether you agree with this $600 a week or not, There's this is a very divided topic. It is something that has been a lifesaver to a lot of people, and that has come as no secret, really. You know, we, we no. talk about you know, what everybody's doing now and the people who have lost their jobs and even the people who are on, you know, and, and the thing that doesn't get talked about a lot is the fact that you still get this $600, even if you are working just in a reduced fashion. Yeah, it's it's been a huge money grab for a lot of people, and I know that they had to do it, but we've been talking about this on the podcast for weeks now that this if not, was if coming. Not months, if not yeah. months, from the beginning when we first started uh, this Pure Speculation podcast, we're about, what, maybe 15 episodes Right in, around there, yeah. 20, I think almost 20 episodes in, and you know, it's something that we have been, when, been kind of uh, looking down the road at because we knew... July 25th was going to come where this ended. And we said, what are people doing throughout this time? Are they saving this money or are they going out and spending it? And what's going to happen when these jobs haven't come back? I, I was I was listening to a, uh, uh, an initial interview with somebody from, um, I, I think it was, uh, they were part of that Fauci crowd and they said, oh, 15, if every, if everybody just stays home for 15 days, we're going to, we're going to flatten this curve and we'll be all right. right. Well, five months later, and we're still, uh, in this quandary where we don't know what's going to happen next, but really let's look very briefly at what is being discussed at Congress at the Congress, the congressional level, the $600 that is, um, is over at this point. There's going to be this lull in time where people don't know what's going on or what they're going to be getting. Republicans have proposed reducing this down to $200 a week plus another round of a $1,200 uh, just stimulus check like right, what, exactly. uh, people were given originally. Um, while the Democrats, they want this $600 a week program to continue until January, which tells me they don't think things are going to get better anytime soon, even post-election. But when the government is spending $15 billion a week, just on a lot. just on that alone, just on that $600 additional stimulus money for unemployment, how the hell can we afford that? You can't. And you're giving it to people to 
basically not do anything. Yeah. I am. Can I just get a, can we just get to the point where we just say a thousand dollars a month in universal basic income for every individual and end it at that you are given the thousand and that is in perpetuity. We will continue this. Right. You use it to pay your bills or start a savings account, however you see fit. But we're not going to go back to the table and keep renegotiating this because I'm sorry, $2,400 a month to do nothing is ridiculous. It is incentive to not work. And the thing is, is I actually, I just spoke with somebody uh, over the weekend. They're right in that like 24, 25 age. Okay. And they said that they're, they're buddies right now. They've never worked a day in their life. And he's got like a few buddies where they're going out and buying new cars and stuff. Absolutely. And he's like, they're, they're saving, they've saved up all this money that they've got from not working and they're buying cars. And I'm like, well, what's going to (laughs) happen when this money runs out? What are they going to do? They're, well, they're not even going to have money to put gas in the tank at that point. And they're not going to have any money to spend elsewhere because right now, That's part of the problem, Phil. 68% of unemployed workers who are eligible for these benefits are receiving more in jobless payments than their lost earnings. That is a problem. This is a pay raise for people. You can't do this for a prolonged period of time. And what the, the other... The other scary thing about it is, you know, this wasn't set up as like an escrow account and, and that's how I think it should have been handled. It's these are going to, we will make the payments directly to your mortgage company. Exactly. We will make these payments directly to your uh, landlord. We will make these payments to your car company because there's a lot of people right now who are just pocketing that money or spending it on other yeah. things instead of paying the bills that they owe. There's a great example in this article, actually. It came at the tail end, um, but there was a gentleman out of California who was uh, recently un- uh, laid off from a property management job in Oakland, California, which paid him $75,000 a year. Uh-huh. It, it stated he and his wife hadn't paid their rent of twenty six. $2,650 a month since April. So $10,600 in the hole from not paying your rent because you will have to pay that. That's not it's just got to be, be forgiven. And in addition to that, during this time, they've run up $7,500 in credit card debt. That's somebody who is now in a $20,000 hole. It's in some trouble for sure. However, he's received this money, this extra money, which it's not, I guess it's still a pay cut for him, you know, at, you know, he's not, he's not one of these people that 68% that got a pay raise. He definitely took a hit on this, but it goes to tell me that he wasn't using that money that to, to go into uh, to pay out of pocket for the expenses that he did, he was responsible for. Exactly. And this is what we're talking about. This is why the other shoe has not dropped yet. We're sitting back and we're wondering what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next? Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen next. There's going to be a fucking disaster on our hands. Huge. Because so many people have gone into debt and now we're getting to the point where the banks are saying, you got to start making your payments again. Right. Yeah. And, and we knew this was coming. I mean, and I can't, I really can't say with full confidence that if I was 
you know, 20 something right now, I I'm sure I wouldn't have spent that money the right way. And no, no, I, I can guarantee you wouldn't have. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> we talked about your, the credit card debt that you found yourself in, in the past. Yeah. You know? And it's like that, that's the thing is there's going to be a lot of people out there like this. And once the money, the gravy train <laughs> runs out, I mean, what is going to happen? Well, it, I'll tell you what's going to be happen. crazy there. And th- this is what the Democrats are are fighting for right now. You had Chuck Schumer uh, discussing uh, on a on a TV interview just uh, I believe it was just yesterday. I think it was on CBS uh, this morning. But, um, you know, they're talking about they want to put protections in place. This is something the Republicans aren't proposing, and this is why they can't come to a deal. It's all the details, really. It's not. It's a, it goes way beyond the dollar amounts. But when they start talking about, um, you know, we want to make sure that people will not be um, removed from their homes if they fall behind on yeah. rent. We want to make sure that homes don't go into foreclosure if payments have not been made. But I understand that logic because it it is going to create something that goes way beyond the scope of. Uh, 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 of what a recession looks like when people are, start to be displaced and and now homes going to, we, we saw what happened in 2008. Nobody wants that to happen again. But at the same time, you can't just not pay your bills and, and, and go out and spend frivolously. Now, we like spending because spending stimulates the economy and it allows businesses to get back on their feet after being shut down for long periods of time. But even if you're able to say the most people we don't have a rainy day fund. No. And the sad thing is even when they're being given money, they do not start a rainy day fund. How can you convince somebody to, um, save when all of a sudden, you know, you've got this situation where I know how it was when we were, when we were getting, uh, you know, that initial $600 a week to stay Uh at home and then not, uh, you know, also at that point, not have daycare not be driving to work. My, my wife who drives an hour to and from work, she was always working from home. She was never on unemployment, but you know, she was saving money just in fuel. We weren't putting yeah. miles on her leased vehicle. Um, you know, we weren't spending $2,400 a month on daycare. Yeah. Um, you know, these are all things that, that we were, we were saving as a result of this. Like it was, Same. it was good at first. Um, but then we had to get back to reality and we're, we are savers. We are the type of people where I will sit I swear, if we don't have customers for the next five years, I will sit in this building and sit in this basement and just record until the cows come home because <laughs> yeah. I can do that. I've I've set myself up financially to be able to weather storms and take hits. I am not the average person though. And no, I'm not saying that not. To, I'm not saying that to compliment myself. I'm saying that we live in a crazy world and you never know which direction anything is going to go into. And I, I worry because I know from our business standpoint, we've had this discussion internally in our, our nine to five jobs, the business that I own that, that, you know, we're going to have to make some hard decisions here. We're going to have to say, do we keep two people on staff at 20 hours a week and, and run the risk of losing both of them because they don't like the amount of hours they're getting, or do we lay one off and bring the other one on at 40 hours a week to keep them happy and to make sure that they are, um, you know, that we at least have some help instead of no help. Yeah. It's a tough situation to be in. And when you go from having, you know, $600 a week, which it's, it, that's just the extra money too. You also get that extra unemployment money. So it usually comes out to be somewhere between seven and $900 a week that right, you're getting. Right. And when you go from that and let's say, uh, somebody says, all right, we got some part-time work for you, but that's all we got. 
Now you're getting dropped down to making a couple hundred dollars a week, let's say. Yeah, 20, hour, 20 hours a week is is not, not, not to mention, Phil, that people were making that on top of already working those, they right, were getting exactly. that 20 hours a week. Yeah. Uh, and if they're staying on that, they're taking a pay cut when this drops off. And, you know, it's hard just from a, me- a mental standpoint to say to yourself, I'm, I was working 20 hours a week uh-huh. making maybe by the time you factor in, you know, the, the additional payment and what do you think it was? Maybe I would maybe say between 900 and a thousand bucks. Yeah. You're taking home right around a thousand a week. And that's, that's a good chunk of change to only work 20 hours. It's a great chunk of yeah. change. Like you're, you're not putting in a lot of time. You have more free time. People start doing different hobbies and, uh, that kind of thing. But at the same time, now you're saying go to, t- go to work for 20 hours but now you're only going to take home 300 bucks a week. Yeah. Come it's on. A huge, huge Come hit. on. That's your, your, your salary is cut in half. Yeah. And why from the beginning, that's what I never understood about this. Why from the beginning was it not a percentage of your salary? Even if that percentage was a hundred percent. Exactly. <laughs> you're paying the, at least it, this shakes things up so much to give people that you could have people that were working a part-time job. They were always only making, you know, a couple hundred dollars a week. Now you're giving them a thousand dollars a week. It's, it's yes. so ridiculous and, to me. And that's where companies are struggling to bring people back because there's a there's an example of a Kentucky-based company called Censure LLC. They uh they passed up a contract with the IRS in the spring that would have required it to hire 500 people um, and demonstrate the ability to ramp up to 3,500. And the struggle here, as we know, the struggle is real at strugglestate.com. Yep. They're they could not hire workers at fifteen fifty an hour, even while most of that work could have been done from home. Right, exactly. Fifteen fifty an hour—that's nothing to scoff at. I no, mean, it's not—it's sure. not going to be something where you will, um, you know. And, and I'm sure there's not a lot of room for growth in that position. Um, but you know, that's 1550. That's basically what a lot of minimum wage workers are fighting for. And those yeah. jobs are out there and they're not going to be taking them to make up in 40 hours though, what these people were getting paid on unemployment, they would have to make 2250 an hour just to match that. And that's considering no skills required. That's yeah. considering, uh, uh, a, a comp, a company's, that's what people don't get about a minimum wage. It's like you have to have a business that's even profitable to hire people. Like, do you think we could pay twenty two fifty an no. hour to our employees? I would love to. Most places I, I could can. afford it, but you know our 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 our, our job at a t shirt shop does not justify a twenty two dollar and fifty cent minimum wage. And if they if they keep creeping this up, it's going to um, impact small businesses because guess who. Guess who's going to be the powerhouse out of all this? There's an article that came out that I want to touch on for a future episode of Pure Speculation. Corporations and businesses are losing out across the board. The ones who are winning, this is making Amazon stronger than ever. We've brought this up plenty of times, but you start thinking of winners and losers out of this, and I'm sorry, Amazon is your winner, and we're falling into that freaking trap. I know. The, the Amazon is just going to control the world because after all this stuff, I mean, I swear, I feel like they're just going to swallow up all these people that are getting off of unemployment and need a job. They're going to take all these people and they're going to employ them. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to me the fact that like after all this stuff, they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 
Let me ask you this, Phil. What is, has your personal or family spending been like since the um, uh, the the shutdowns and the, the outbreak happened? Were you uh, were you guys more budget conscious of how you were spending your money? Were you guys going through the the situation of I've got you know we're on a fixed income now. We don't know what the next three months looks like. Let's let's set up this this quote unquote escrow account to where yeah. we can start um, pulling money from if shit does really hit the fan. Yeah, we've saved more since the pandemic started than we ever have. I mean, and just because I think I think it scared the shit out of us to be honest with you. It's like these are things that like anything like this could happen at any time. Sure. And we really need to plan to make sure that like if I don't have a job for a little while, um my wife's job was in limbo for a little while. I think we're good now. I think we're in the You're clear the, for now out of the woods in, in that regard. Yeah. But like, we really were afraid that we both might have to scramble. So we've been saving more than we ever have. Not, fortunately, not spending as much. Are you guys not spending as much? No. Okay. So I feel like you are the minority in that because I, yeah. I've heard so many stories of people who are <laughs> buying boats, buying cars, like you talked about, uh, I, I talked, we talked to a lot of people in the trades in, in our right. business. So I talked to people who are, you know, they're doing, uh, concrete work or they're doing, um, home maintenance and repairs, uh, installing garage doors, um, anything that's home related. And what we're hearing from them is we are scheduled so far out right now because everybody yeah. is lining up this work they've got, and they all say the same thing. They've got the extra money in their hands right now to do it. So they're spending it. And that is a false positive that we're seeing in the economy and in the job numbers right now. Exactly. It's a false number because the government inflated people's spending ability, which caused people to be able to go back to work, which is a good thing. Of course. But it's only a temporary solution. So even though we've seen the jobless numbers come down, what is going to happen to that job rate when this kind of work from the extra money dries up? And it's going to. Well, yeah. I mean, it's over It's over this month. And I, we're not going to be on the same same level with this no matter what happens, whatever, whatever agreement Congress can come to in the coming weeks here. It's not going to look like what we were just on for the last five months. It's going to be very different. It's going to be much less than what we were getting before with no sign of improvement down the road as, you know, events continue to be canceled. Um you know, you, we've seen the NHL, the NBA, the MLB attempt to get going and we're starting to see, you know, you saw games that were delayed due to outbreaks and, and, and people, uh, I don't think, and, and with school coming just around the corner here in early September, that's going to be a huge indication of what the, the rest of, econ- of the economy looks like. I can almost, I guarantee you, Phil, if the schools start up, like they plan to, you know, our local school is planning on being a dual enrollment. You can either enroll online or in person. Uh I guarantee you, if there is an outbreak after the first week, two weeks, three weeks, we're sitting in a situation now from a work standpoint where the only staff that's remaining are you and I. Well, and that's, I'm sorry, like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that is exactly what's going to happen. You're bringing the, you're bringing children back to congregate with each other there's going to be an outbreak. I mean, I don't, I don't see a scenario where there isn't an outbreak in every single school that goes back to school. And, and 
if you would have said this to me a week ago, I would have said, well, you know, Phil, I've got a great example for you. Mm -hmm. Our kids daycare, we sent them back a few months ago and you know, it's been knock on wood. I've done, I've said this before, knock on wood. Everything has been fine. There's been no outbreaks. They've been clean. They've been temperature checking. And then all of a sudden last week at the end of the week, we got an email that said one of the teachers tested positive for COVID. You are shut down. We have to shut down for the next week. Right. So, that being said, it's inevitable. It's, it's going only to a matter of time. Now you're talking about a very, very small daycare where there's not movement from room to room. There are temperature checks done upon entry. Parents are not allowed inside the facility. They took every precaution they could to make sure that this didn't happen. And it still happened. There's no way to avoid it. It's going to happen with the public schools. Now you're going and you're creating a whole generation now of winners and losers who are basically basically going to learn out, lose out on an entire year of education because right. I don't care what you say, the online experience cannot replicate what happens in the no. classroom. So this is all, these are the, the, the positivity that people are trying to shine a light on right now is all fabricated and all made up because it's only a matter of time before those people in the trades who their um, their their clients who are no longer having the ability to have that extra money to spend on those home projects or all those home projects are done now they're 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 touting it with well we're backed up for three months you're backed up because you can't get supplies in right that's exactly. what they're not telling you they're backed up not because of the workload or scheduling they're backed up because you know you can't get a door in you can't get a garage door in or you're you don't have your windows coming in because everybody is behind on manufacturing so all these people who put down these deposits that money's going to be gone yeah exactly. these companies are going to go out of business and they're not going to complete the work i mean that's just the bottom line i mean it's going yeah. to happen this way um you know it's it's they said in this uh the labor department reported that more than 30 million americans were receiving unemployment benefits in late june um and, and, you know, that's, that's a staggering number, Phil. It's, it's so it's just, big. It's just, it's, it's crazy. And, and that's late June. That's, that's past the, uh, opening of right. the, the, the businesses that's past the, um, the required mandated government shutdowns. Like what the hell's going on here, man? Yeah. That just shows you that there still is not work out there. I mean, if everybody's still, if the unemployment numbers are still that high, that goes to show you that there is still not the amount of work coming in that there was, and there's not going to be for a long time. And this has been a big smoke screen. I feel like this, this money, this extra unemployment money is a big smoke screen. And I'm really, really curious to see what's going to happen when the election passes too. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a whole nother story because I think with, with that, you know, it's going to, there's going to be. The stock, something will happen in the stock stock market before the election. It has to, right? It's going because there is uncertainty around the corner. It's going to happen. It hap- It would happen regardless because we don't know what's going to happen after the election. Who's going to be elected? Um, you know, who who do you feel more comfortable with in office at that point? I don't Trump know. or Trump or Biden? It's it's a very, you know, for as much as people may may hate the rhetoric and the the way Donald Trump chooses to carry himself. Um, I would be nervous about a guy like Biden, <clears throat> who's not as sharp as he was, you know, yeah, exactly. eight years ago. He is, he's getting older. 
He's out of touch. And I don't feel like he's got the uh, capacity to take this on uh, uh, head first and really, uh, uh, create the policy that's going to make for a strong America returning. And I, I don't think before, before the, uh, outbreak, I think I had my mind made up. Yeah. I said enough with the Trump thing. I don't agree with it. I, I, I mean, it's just, he's not fitting for the seat, but now I'm like, who do I feel more economically sound with? Did he handle the virus the right way? No. But would anybody have? I mean, I don't you're, think you're so. Monday morning quarterbacking this, and then that's that's unfortunate. But you know, where there is some silver lining that we heard in this article, they actually the the National Multifamily Housing Council said ninety six percent of renters actually made payments in June. That's good to hear. However, <laughs> there's always the <laughs> the bad part. Not so fast. Um, the Mortgage Bankers Association is uh, saying that without these enhanced benefits, they're worried that um, building owners are going to start defaulting on their mortgages. Of course they are. I, I Again, all this stuff to me is like, <laughs> like it, it's just so funny because it's like, okay, we're going to give everybody a huge sums of money for all this time. And then there's no plan in place for when we stop. We just cut it off. Of course, Everybody is going to have trouble paying their bills. And it's that domino effect. Because of what we talked about. Because of people yeah. not handle, handling this extra $600 a week wisely. You know, it, it's, it boggles my mind. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So many people didn't know this was going on. Because, right. you know, even our father, who, you know, he was like, <laughs> I go over the house uh, last, it was last week. Yeah. Was, Get this. We only had it. I, I, we just were told to stay home on Fridays and I ended up getting the extra 600 bucks a week. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he's like, this is crazy. I said, dad, what have I been telling you this whole time? Like I've been trying to explain this to people and I think the hours cut, I don't think they get it. No, I, I don't think they understand what the, the impact of this actually is. And, and that's where he was baffled and he was amazed that this had been, and I'm like, this has been going on the entire time. The average person is not paying attention to that. And, you know, we're, we haven't even touched on the fact that how does this make a person feel personally? Yeah. How are you feeling right now? Do you have, do you, have you noticed for yourself personally, Phil, a a change in like just how your mentality is? Um, in what way? Just more, I mean, there's, it feels like there's impending doom around every corner. Oh I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm talking that, just a mental yes. state of like uh, being constantly on edge of what's going to happen next. And you know, the, the, the gentleman that we spoke about earlier, who was, you know, the, who had, who was behind on his rent and then he had $7,500 in credit card debt. He, he quoted, he was quoted as saying, I'm alternating between panic and depression. Yeah. Neither of those two things sound good right now. And it's funny cause I was listening to, I was driving around all day yesterday. I was on the road most of the day. I was listening to an interview, uh, or, or the, the Chris Cuomo radio show on, on POTUS Sirius XM. Uh-huh. And you know, he was trying, Chris Cuomo, he was notorious for, you know, contracting COVID and working from home. And he's like, you don't understand. Like this had this, this COVID virus has lasting effects. He goes, I had never felt depressed before in my life, uh, before this. And, and now I just constantly feel depressed. He goes, you don't know what that's like. He goes, he goes, (laughs) one, one moment I'm thinking about, 
uh, you know, wanting to go on a bike ride. And then the next second I'm thinking, oh, but then I got to do, uh, I got to fight through traffic to get there. And by the time I do this, and then I got to shower afterwards and this and that, it's like, those are just, that's not depression. Those, those are, are neg- everyday those things. Those are negative thoughts. And that's yeah. just something that, that happens. And I think literally COVID or no COVID, every American's having those thoughts right now. Like the, the man was, was, was doing his show out of his basement for months. And this is a guy who's probably used to going out and having purpose in his life day in and day out. And that's what we fail to talk about with these jobs. It's not COVID that's doing that. It's, it's the fact that you're now your schedule and your purpose in life has dramatically changed through beyond no control of your own. And to think that the majority of Americans aren't feeling that doom and gloom and that doubt and that, that just utter sadness of what's going to happen next. What am I going to do next? Every day is different. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's the thing is that there's, there's introverts and there's extroverts in the world. Now the extroverts, they usually need to be in these social situations to kind of recharge their batteries. That's what they thrive off of. Sure. And for them, those type of people, they're not getting that extra, you know, recharge of interacting with people and all those type of things. And And it's like, I don't even know if it's that Phil. I really don't. I don't, I, I think it's just like, you know, so many of us, I, our, our self identity is what we do for a living. Like, yeah. Who, who are you at the end of the day? Like, that's really how we define ourselves. Like what we do, what we go, like, we're not just doing it for a paycheck at the end of the day. We're doing it to serve some sort of purpose to say, Hey, I went out and I completed a job. I was, I was a contributing member of society. And now we're creating an entire, uh, uh, segment of the population here that can no longer participate in that. Yeah. And even if they chose to, I don't think they're going to have that option three months down the road. I don't uh, think, I think so with either. a lot of this drying up, one, there's going to be a group of people who didn't know it was ending. Right. They thought it was going to continue. And you say to yourself, how could that be? It's because people don't fucking pay attention. <laughs> right. That's how that can be. Yeah. Number two, you've got people who think that once that's up, it's going to be very easy to find a new job. And nope. unless that job is at a place, unless you're near an Amazon facility, it's not necessarily going to be the job that you're looking for. The power is going to start to swing back into the employer's hand. And if you, if they don't, if you don't think, cause I mean, I'll be honest, we've seen times where, you know, throughout this whole thing where, you know, we are basically being told by our employees that we're only going to work X amount of hours. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a fact. Yep. I mean, they were not, you were not getting them back if they could not collect that $600, which is beyond frustrating to me as an, yeah. as an employer. But at the same time, as an individual, I get that. I understand why they did that. Now, the issue is though, now the employer has the upper hand again, unless these benefits really come through, because I don't think $200 is going to, $200 a week is going to keep people home anymore. Definitely not. But are those jobs going to be available? And the next thing is the people who are employed right now and are happy, what happens three months down the road when that work dries up because nobody's got that extra money that's been stimulating the economy for the last five months. You're talking $15 billion a week right. injected into the economy. Yeah, the government was basically, they were powering the economy. So that's what we have. We have your classic 
pump and dump situation. Let's yeah. let, like, let's let everybody get prepared for what's about to happen as we just pump the economy full of money and then get ready to dump it because that's, what's going to happen. So we are going to watch this play out. We are going to continue to see what happens because Congress is going to have to come to some sort of agreement on what happens because they're not going to be able to stop these programs cold Turkey without having lasting effects on this economy almost immediately. It it will happen immediately. So what I want you guys to do is stay with strugglestate.com, stay with the Pure Speculation podcast as we keep you guys updated on this because these are things that, believe it or not, affect you directly. And this is what I mean when I I say our dad didn't know what was going on. He should have been listening to Pure Speculation. Should have. Because these things, we're breaking it down for you. We know, we know you don't have time to read these entire articles. Let us break it down for you. Let us and, and tell us why we're wrong. Because I don't think with this one you can make any arguments on. I don't this think is pretty so cut either. and dry, guys. This yeah. isn't conspiracy talk. This isn't you know who started the virus, who's benefiting from it. It's the fact that we are in for a bumpy road ahead when it comes to this economy. So stay with strugglestate.com. Download us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Struggle State. Uh, you can find our show as well on the 32inmain.com uh, podcasting network. We are there. That's uh, You can find us there as well. We'll keep you posted on blogs. And do not forget, the struggle is real.